All right, so we're, we're live now. All right, guys. Post-draft podcast for the... Uh, we're going to do the Superflex League and the OG League of Astronomy Fantasy Gentleman League. I got Mike Feinberg here. I got Daniel Watts, and I got Mike Miller. What's up, guys? What up, guys? Hey, what's Glad up? to be back. Mm-hmm. Finally. <laughs> Finally, we're back. I'm talking football. And basically, the biggest story in football now is, are we going to have a season? Or, like... <laughs> Like what? What are you guys' projections just on COVID and football this year? Uh, let's start with uh, Miller because he's probably the most pessimistic. Um, I think they will start the season. Um, I think it's fifty-fifty if they finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feinberg, I'm super positive on this season. I think that we're definitely going to get a full season. I think that they're going to be tested consistently. They're figuring out ways to get everybody back as soon as possible. I think that we're good to go, and then and this is going to be a full season. Uh, Watts. Yeah, I don't want to repeat Feinberg, but exactly what he said. I'm, I'm equally positive. There's actually, I'll be even more certain. There is no doubt in my mind. If anyone wants to call up, I'll match your money. The season's happening. Playoffs are happening. There will be a Super Bowl. I I gotta say that there's too much money involved, and it's, unlike other sports where like. Um, they like the players have more say. The NFL's got complete say. The only these guys' contracts are guaranteed, so they the, the actual league itself has more leverage over the players. So that's why, you know, all the players that opted out were just bullshit people. Like you know, they had nothing. These were fringe players anyway. Even Damian Williams, the great Damian Williams, <laughs> he, like he he's fringe, bro. Like he, he's he's kind of garbage unless he's in the playoffs. So I, all the for real people are there, and they they've been signing extensions. They they have no doubt in their mind they're playing. And I think also. Football is one of the sports too that's like bravado, where like you're gladiators, like you're you're, you're gonna fucking go pretty much play, uh, more, you're gonna commit mortal combat in the, on a field. You're gonna be afraid of the sniffles. So I think they're definitely playing. Dallas Cowboys plan to have fans in the stadium. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think the only question is to how many fans are actually gonna be in which stadiums. I well, not, not, uh, not only will the games happen, but I think there's gonna be fans in there. Unless you're like the Browns and like the like I don't know, all the wackest teams in the league. Like you were filling out your house, bro. I, they could do it tomorrow in in Buffalo. You and they could just be, if they allowed the tickets to be sold, they're selling out that stadium. The Bills have legit division title hopes this year. People don't care about COVID. Yeah, I I oh, I, I, oh, I, I, that. I think that there's going to be fans in the stands, and hopefully, as the season goes on, more stand more stadiums will open up and. Hopefully that's a sign that things are getting better too. Because I hope they have fans in the stands. Because like watching home baseball, hockey, and and um, basketball, like basketball, they're doing a good job of masking it. Uh, hockey is the the action's pretty fast paced. It's, it's good, uh, and baseball is completely boring without fans. Like there's no like rise out of the crowd when something awesome happens. And you don't get that like that jolt. So like I don't know. There's something missing to those three sports when I'm watching them. But like football, man, like. I, I just hope that they bring the fans to the stadium. Well, you also anticipate a certain amount of crowd interaction in the game, like you like you don't really get in other sports. Mm-hmm. When you're the home team and the defense has a third and short, third and long, you're expecting that home that home crowd to make a ton of noise and you know mess up the snap count or, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you're 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 gonna have stadiums trying to pump in noise and all that kind of stuff, so. It's going to be interesting if there's not going to be any fans in there, it's like Seattle or Kansas City. Like, they rely on that. Absolutely. It's- Seattle's been pumping in noise for years. 
Yeah. Oh, Miller, yeah. he's got the, he's, he's got the fucking, uh, what's it, um, conspiracy on Seattle. True. Seven full starts. That fucking game with the Giants, Cats. Who? What? The Giants had seven false starts in that game. We false start all day. Like, that was seven like. Seven times in one game? <laughs> Look, all I know is that in the course of watching the New York Eli Manning Giants, we false started a lot. And, and it was always Eli looking at everyone else, like, what the fuck you guys doing? And, like, we took a lot of five yard penalties on first and 10. That's all I know. Like, I love you, Eli, but what happened? Like, I don't know. Just fucking hike the ball. It was the easiest thing. Um. All right, so all right, we're all in agreement here. We're, we're all we all think that the seasons. I, I don't think there's going to be any um, stoppage of the season. But like, as far as players catching COVID, how how rampant do you think that's going to be? Because like, the baseball, the the Marlins caught it, and like the first week or two was kind of hazy, and then everything else kind of like it, it evened out, and everything's good right now. But like football, fantasy's on the line here. All right, so like. <laughs> You, you, oh, if CMC or like Saquon Barkley or one of the top players goes out with COVID and like, oh, now you're gone for like three weeks and this guy's just hanging out on the sideline. Like, that does a huge thing. So, like, what do you see? Like, like, as far as handcuffs this year, like, they're more important than ever. So, like, let's start with Watts this time. Like, what do you, what do you see as far as COVID affecting the players? Well, this is what I was kind of thinking about and like sort of a concern. And I don't know how they're addressing it, but I'm assuming there's people smarter than me that have thought about this. But usually, Players practice together, right? They're the same – not players practice together, but same position practices together, right? So let's say, like, one offensive lineman gets COVID. They're probably all going to get COVID. And then what do they do? It's not like the, the minor leagues with baseball where they can just form – bring players up from the form, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if one positional player gets it because they all practice together all the time, I think the whole unit is going to get it. So that's what I'm thinking, and I don't know how that's being addressed, but – I assume the NFL has some kind of plan for it. Feinberg. I, I've i read mostly about, you know, uh, Kansas City's, like, uh, plan to try to prevent this kind you, of you stuff. You read about and, Kansas City's plan? I All right. Well, I mean, if you're going to pick about one <laughs> team plan, why not go with the best? You know, start, <laughs> start, start with the top and work your way down, at least. And he throws the shade right back. All right, let's do it. <laughs> However, what, what I read is that, uh, there really isn't a lot that you can do, especially like Watt said, you know, they're, they're practicing in the position groups and they play, they practice together. But like we see from baseball, you have two teams over the course of what are we at? Like almost four weeks now, three, four weeks that uh, had outbreaks. I mean, I know you don't want those outbreaks, but isn't that pretty good? Like considering all the interaction that you do have and, you're asking a lot of these players to take responsibility for themselves and not go to casinos and strip clubs and stuff like that. They got to hold themselves accountable. And I don't think you can ask them. You don't, I don't think you can really do much more than that. I mean, the teams can only do so much when they're on the, at the facilities and these guys are professionals, you know, they're getting paid. They don't want to jeopardize it. Then they don't do it. But I, I, I really don't know. I think you just really got to ask for players to be uh, accountable for themselves. Okay. Miller, what's up with that? So, I, comp- I think Watts brought up the most interesting point, which is something I've been hammering home the whole time. And the only mistake he made was thinking that the NFL actually has a plan in place. <laughs> I'm hoping this doesn't happen. The reality is if three, you can lose an entire position group for two weeks. So you can lose all your cornerbacks. You can lose all your quarterbacks. You can lose all your wide receivers, whatever it is. I mean, you're fucked for two weeks. If you lose all of your starting defensive backs for two weeks, like, good night. 
You're absolutely fucked. No, the Eagles like, did that this year and they made the playoffs. You guys talk about baseball, this, baseball, that. That's great. The Cardinals have played five games. The Cardinals season is over. They have to play 48 games now in 45 days. <laughs> Fucking ridiculousness. Now, it doesn't matter because the Cardinals suck and there's 30 teams in baseball and as long as the Yankees and Dodgers First of all, make Cardinals it, don't suck. They're constantly making the playoffs. Who cares about in foot? What are you going to do in football? What if there's a team in football that, that misses two entire weeks? What now? You can't have a team can't miss two weeks in football. I think personally, and this may be, and I'm going to go conspiracy here. They're gonna just be like, "Yeah, he passed the test, bro. We need fuck. We need Pat Mahomes. We need Pat Mahomes on the fucking field this week." And I don't really give a shit if he has COVID or not. Like, baseball, great. Hasn't been huge outbreaks. They've been isolated. Great. It's baseball. Football. You're fucking on top of each other all game. I know. It's a totally different sport. Also, what I'm trying to say is. What I'm trying to say is I just don't think the league and the people who, like, conduct the test will give a shit. They'll be like, look, be done by third go party. get Dak Prescott on the – you think Jerry Jones Jerry is Jones trying to hear COVID? You think Jerry Jones is trying to hear COVID? He's like, yo, Amari Cooper's got COVID. He's like, well, that's fucking fine. Go get 19 out there, bro. He's got to go catch a fucking girl, all right? <laughs> I mean, Jerry Jones, a lot of people should be very concerned about COVID. And <laughs> Fidel is not doing the test. It's going to be done by third parties and stuff outside, outside – um, and what, they can't be juiced? They can't be greased? It's like, hey, look, you're fucking... It sounds like a launch pad take. I'm not here I don't for think it. it's a launch pad take. I think it's a legit take. Like, they'll get the test. They'll be like, hey, yo, Zeke Elliott's got fucking COVID. Uh, well, we're paying Zeke Elliott premium, so get his ass on the field. Here's here's a couple bucks. You saw the movie fucking, the, I know, Any Given Sunday. It's a movie, but, like, you don't think a lot of that shit is real? I've seen a lot of movies. They're all, all of them have been movies. Well, no. I also think one of the one of the elements that you're 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 gonna have to address with this is that it'll ultimately get back, traced back to who brought it into the clubhouse, and if it does inevitably sink your team for the entire year, this is the one sport where there's not a single contract that's guaranteed outside of the quarterback. I don't think it's going to be the quarterback that gets the team sick that and that tanks the season. That scrub that went out to the strip club, to the bar, to the casino that brought it in and ruined the entire offensive line and tanked their season. And what if, and what if, it's, a guy from, what if it's a guy who got it from his kids who went to school? Feinberg. It's, well, you it's, know, these are the types of things that I'm trying to point out is that it's on the players to be responsible. Feinberg. And it's absolutely going to be over. What, what is being irresponsible? Isolate. Having dinner with your family. No, it's called isolating. It's saying, yes, you know what? For the season, maybe don't go home and have dinner with your kids. I'm saying – I'm not saying these are great solutions. I'm not saying that I would do it. But what I'm saying is, in order for football to happen, these guys are being addressed by team personnel telling them these things. There are actual systems in place by the NFL. They have mandated that teams are required to get a hotel room for every single player that says, this is why I want a hotel room. I have kids. I have a wife. I have whatever the reason is. The NFL has mandated that the team's Give them hotel rooms, pay for it, everything, no questions asked. What that I, is a system in place, but that's what I'm trying to say is that it's going to be on players to be accountable for themselves. The guys from St. Louis, the Cardinals, they got it because they went to uh, a casino. You they either bubble protocols. You bubble or you don't bubble. There's no half bubble. I mean, <laughs> Look, they should have bubbled. Half bubble. It's too late for that. Not, they can't bubble. There's too many people, apparently. I don't know. But they're not bubbling. So, like, I don't think you can say you have to realistically isolate yourself the entire season. That's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Final thought on this. Uh, we're going to move on to the next thing is 
I hope that the team that wins the Super Bowl and just crushes it, the the next day they find out they all had COVID while playing it, and it just didn't matter because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have to talk about the guy real quick, just one second. The guy on uh, Seattle today who got cut because he snuck in a girl into yeah. his hotel. And the way he thought he was going to get away with it was by throwing a Seahawks jersey on her as if nobody was going to see it's a fucking woman. That was the most absurd thing, but I'm glad uh, Pete Carroll um, came down. I think the guy was a scrub, though, anyway, right? I never Definitely was a scrub, Watts. There's no, you, think of, you think if Russell Wilson was banging some broad that the, he, he would would have said anything? He'd been like, you do you, Russell. I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, make it, it to practice. It was an undrafted free agent who was playing on a two thousand dollar signing. Two uh, two G? Like Are you even allowed to sign yeah. someone that low? Like, there's got to yeah, be a minimum yeah. by the players' association, right? That's probably how much like Trump costs to come over for a couple days. I think the all of us. Snapper makes more than that. We make more than that, like, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't play pro sports. All right, so we're gonna move on to uh, the draft now. We're gonna start with the League of Extraordinary Fantasy, gentlemen. And uh, I wasn't involved for the first time in the first round in this in this league, which I won 15 and 0, no big deal, perfect season. Uh, we'll go down the history books forever. Uh, so we'll start off with the first overall pick, Miller. It was you. You absolutely. Let's go back in time. How many years ago did you? Was this the carry on trade that you got this pick from Kuhn? I have no idea. Let's say it was, because I think <laughs> that's what it was. Um, you fleece Kuhn. You gave him carry on Johnson, who, by the way, got replaced. You didn't have the first pick in this league. Yeah, it was it was wild then. My bad. You're the second pick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Wild Dan had the first pick because his team blows, and he took it over. No, we're not gonna fault him too bad about it. Um. He picked Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and Feinberg, as a Chiefs fan, all right. Obviously, Clyde Edwards is uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gonna is gonna score a lot of points, but I particularly am on the Jonathan Taylor train. Uh, if you had a pick, who would you pick? Because I want to know because you're a Chiefs fan. You're a diehard Chiefs fan. This league's picking CH. Uh, yeah, that 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 actually was a no-brainer. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be the number one running back, if not this year, by next year. So, number one in the NFL. So why did I catch so much flack for drafting him in uh, Chopped? Because it's a different Chopped. format, and when you drafted him, the number one running back on the team was still on the team? No, Damian, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was on the team. That was the number one running back. Right, when you drafted him in a Chopped league, it wasn't a good pick, I thought. It was a great pick because I picked the starting running back for the, the Chiefs. Well, in this in, in Dynasty format, it was absolutely the way to go, in my opinion. Dynasty, um, I don't think, because shit changes, Mike. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in, in five years what, might, may not be on the Chiefs, and then his value plummets. Andy Reid could retire. Fucking uh, Patrick Mahomes could blow out his knee terribly and could just not be the same player. Shit changes. All I know is the actual player of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I, I wasn't as big on as Jonathan Taylor. I think regardless of Jonathan Taylor's situation, I liked him better. He was like, he's a unicorn. He runs, he's like 225, 228. He runs at 3340. Uh, three, I'm sorry, 39, uh, 4, 3940. Guy is fucking, he was legit in college. Three years of huge production. I like Jonathan Taylor. Plus he went to the best uh, run blocking team in the league with, um, uh, was it uh, the, the Quentin Nelson and the Colts. So I really like him. Yeah, this is, I mean, there's, I'm not going to try to knock uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, but I think that you take the running back that's clearly going to be the number one running back on the best offense in football. And not to mention, you get additional points, or in this league, you get a half a point for every reception. 
and he's going to be the primary receiving back, receiving passes from Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think you can draft under the assumption that, oh, well, I'm not going to take this guy because the coach could retire. The entire offense could change or something could, you know, randomly happen. I think you got to draft based on the assumption that unless there's reason to believe things will change, things aren't going to change. All right, Watts, do you have the appropriate opinion now? Uh, <laughs> so the question is CEH or JTT, who do you take first? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's tough. It's really not an, it's so obvious to me. Um, but I think you have to go with CEH just because um, – I don't think Marlon Mack's going away. Uh, I know you don't like him, but I he have has no problem with Marlon Mack. And I think at best it's like a it's a a, a timeshare situation where Ceh now clearly has no competition. I don't think Damian Williams was much in the first place, um, but the trajectory was obvious from the beginning that you know Ceh was going to be the guy. Where I don't think Marlon Mack's going away. Miller, I would have taken Ceh. Okay. I, First, he was the first running back taken. He's tied to the best offense in football right. and the most opportunities mm-hmm. to score. May I remind C- everybody, the first C- running back C- taken. CEH was the first running back taken. May I, I remind that. everybody, the first running back. Actually, I'm wrong on that. I'm sorry. I won't make that point. <laughs> I was going to say Rashad Penny, but clearly uh, Saquon Barkley was the first. I forgot it, that he was all the way up in the second pick. Um, All right. So next pick, and I think this was – Amazing pick by this was all amazing by Miller, and I, I don't want to like jock him too hard, but he fleeced, fleeced Kuhn for the second overall pick, gave him Carry On Johnson, the rights, the rights to draft Carry On Johnson because he he didn't have to draft Carry On Johnson. He could have drafted DJ Moore or Calvin Ridley or Cortland Sutton or any of the other better players that were available at that time instead of the guy who got replaced by by uh what was it guy Swift? What's the guy's first name? Yeah, DeAndre. DeAndre Swift. Uh, so he, anyway, he ends up getting this amazing pick, uh, drafting the best running back, I think. Uh, ha, ha, Miller, what, what was your thought process in this? Because you could have gone C.D. Lamb. You could have gone. No, I didn't I didn't think twice about it. I was taking C.E.H. Taylor. Gotcha. I don't think it was close. It wasn't, there was no debate for me. What and, and like, seriously, I mean, can you throw a little shade at Kuhn for this awful trade? Like, like... No, I don't think at the time, I don't think it was a bad trade. He traded for on Johnson. He traded a future first-round pick two years from now. Kerryon Johnson, between the time he drafted him and now, at one point was a top 20 overall dynasty startup player. He's obviously fallen off now. I mean, it is what it is. I want to go on record when that trade was made. I thought it was awful. And I've only been more validated by days, by every day that goes by. And now you have Jonathan Taylor at this point is worth – you could trade eight Kerryon Johnsons for Jonathan Taylor and it would, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I can keep all the Kerryon Johnsons. Carry on Johnson should have the African funeral techno dance yeah, the- <laughs> perpetually next to him. <laughs> that could just be his uh player pro his player picture in MFL. No, like you go to- <laughs> he just says fucking carry on Johnson in the coffin as the fucking guy. <laughs> okay, moving to the third pick in the draft. Um we have uh, elementary duo. That's Donk picking J.K. Dobbins, and I finally think Donk picked a good player in the draft. I, I, or unless he jinxed him, I don't know. But I have true belief that next year J.K. Dobbins will be a top five running back in the league. He's on a great offense for for running backs. Obviously, uh, he's linked to uh, high high potent offense. I liked him in college. He was great at Ohio State. Um, I I think it's 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 
after this year, after Mark Ingram leaves, because I think they're going to cannibalize each other this year, but I think that J.K. Dobbins in the future will be a top running back in the league. Let's go with uh, Miller. Let's go back to you. Um, I like the pick. I was hoping he would fall to me at five. Um, there's not a lot to dislike. The only thing I will say, if I can harp on a couple negatives or potential negatives, is he is being valued as if, one, there is 0% chance Mark Ingram sticks around when Mark Ingram is beloved by the Ravens and on a very cheap contract. And two, he's on a team where the quarterback could potentially sneak a lot of touchdowns from you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he really won't. I'm just saying it's a threat. I, I would have picked Dobbins at three no matter what. I still think it's the right pick. I think Dobbins has huge upside, obviously. So I can't hate on it too much. I just think I think there's a couple of things that are a little mispriced in his, his valuation. Feinberg. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's a safe pick. But I think that the ceiling is capped because of what Miller was saying is that the quarterback is going to eat up a lot of yards. He's going to snake a couple of touchdowns here and there. And they have a really good running back room. They have a very, uh, you know, they have at least three running backs that I think that the coach would uh, feel Gus very Edwards. comfortable with. Five yards for this year. Gus Edwards, shout out. Watts. Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island. All right. What up? Uh, so. The combine is sort of like the SAT of the uh, draft, right? It's like a standardized test, and it's a way that you have like an objective evaluation. Wouldn't the Wonder League be the SAT of the draft? That would definitely be that. That's more like the the vocab section. But anyway, (laughs) the the reason I bring that up is Dobbins did not participate in the the, uh, combine. So obviously you have tape on him from Ohio State. Obviously Big Ten school, very, very competitive, but – you don't really know a hundred percent what you're getting. So that was the only downside, but you know, I can't, I like it at three for um, dunk. Uh, next pick was James. Uh, he picked CD lamb. I think we're all in agreement here that I, I think that CD lamb was the best receiver out of this draft and people were a little gun shy because he went to Dallas. It's very crowded right now, but again, situations change. He has the most talent. He's connected to the best quarterback that, but I think any of these wide receivers got connected to that, uh, that went out in the draft um, like early at least. Um, I, I really liked his landing spot, so I, I think that's a good pick with James. Um, does anyone disagree? Oh, I'm not going to disagree. I will just make one point. I think, and I'm not saying this is a high likelihood, I think there's some chance that CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy becomes the next Kevin White and Amari Cooper situation, where CeeDee Lamb had that one amazing year, and he doesn't have the track record. He's a little more of a raw He's not as refined as a route runner. There's you can maybe I'm reaching a little bit. I don't know. I don't hate CD Lamb. I think it was a good pick. I don't let him play. I don't I don't dislike the pick there. I just think there's he has some some bust potential. Does anyone else disagree with this pick? I think he should have gone Judy, but I think that it's similar to what Miller was saying. The level of competition in the SEC is much better than the Big Twelve. So I think he went up against much more difficult defenses and is probably more NFL ready and tested. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there's like a big difference, but I just think Judy is the more likely to hit. Watts, do you disagree with it? Uh, I don't disagree with it, but there are going to be a lot of mouths to feed there. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but they're, they're the draft pick from two years ago. Who went to Colorado State, State he finished. Michael Gallup. Michael, Michael Gallup. Gallup. Gallup had a great year last year. Um, so he's going he's gonna to demand targets. 
obviously uh, Judy's going to want um, Judy. I'm, I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> Lamb's going to demand targets. Um, it's a, Cooper's going to demand targets. Uh, Zeke gets a lot of targets out of the backfield, and they love to run the ball. So, um, you know, I, I'm just curious about how much action he's going to see. I disagree, and I disagree very, very passionately. And I'll tell you one reason why. is basically because um, James doesn't need a receiver. And there were two high-quality running backs there that he desperately needs. And if I just go over his running backs real quick. That he's wasn't got... your question. Your question... <laughs> yeah. You Lamb or Judy? No, that was my question. My question is, do you disagree with this pick or not? Oh, I thought you were asking Lamb or Judy. I mean, I mean you he can. Went, he I went mean... running back with his next pick, though. So like that, two picks later. In that sense, yes, I agree with you. James should have taken a running back. He should have taken DeAndre Swift, I think. Well, I know you like Cam Akers, but yes, I agree. James did not need a receiver and should have taken a running back. I would have I would have double tapped running back if allowed. Uh, if he didn't take CeeDee Lamb, he too would have taken DeAndre Swift, who, uh, who I think is better. Uh, who I would have rather have than Cam Akers. You would have gone CeeDee Lamb for sure, I think. And he would have double tapped uh, Cam Akers. And what he really needs is running backs. He's, his running backs are... Josh Jacobs, yeah, that's really great. James Conner is absolutely he, he didn't have that sixth pick. He wouldn't have traded for it if he took DeAndre Swift. I just would have double tapped running back. He didn't back have that pick. Keenan's pick. Oh, so he, Eckler. he did have effort. All right. Well, all right. my bad. I still I I forgot about all that. All right. Sorry. So <laughs> I, I no that right. going back and thinking about it, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. But I, I you know, actually would you rather just have DeAndre Swift and Austin Eckler with Paradigm? And Robert Woods. I'd much rather have that. Yeah, I think he made a bad move there because he traded Robert Woods, Austin Eckler for basically uh was it uh DeAndre Swift. Who we could have just drafted. Who we could have just drafted and just been better off. Instead of right. drafting C Lamb, who's a player in progress, who may be the one of the top three or four players uh wide receivers in the NFL. Um so I think he really reached I think he was trying to get rid of a lot of like assets that he may not have had a lot of trust in. Like Woods going forward, he's getting kind of older. Eckler, he's super efficient, but like the guy's an undrafted free agent. There's nothing tying him to the team. You got an extension, so there's yeah. something tying Well I mean but, but realistically like all right he's he that like you, you have more trust in guys like like Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, like the guys who were drafted higher because they proved that. Penny. What? What? What'd you say? Rashad Penny. Rashad? You're more trusted him than Eckler. Rashad Penny has nothing has done nothing but kill it when he's been on the field. He just hasn't been healthy, he, dude. He, clearly, he's not. Who cares if he's undrafted free agent? He's played awesome and they paid him. Like, okay, but that was that was at the at the time of the draft. Did they pay him already? Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, man. Whatever. Going, going to Miller, <laughs> fucking nice draft, dick face. Jerry Judy, I hope he sucks. Uh, then moving on to, <laughs> to fucking uh, the Peckler heads. Again, James, he traded, I think this is an awful trade for James. He traded Eckler, who is better than any of the guys that he drafted, and Woods for the rights to draft um, Cam, uh, not Cam Akers, uh, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. So does anyone, like does anyone like his side? That's not, yo. Someone get the meme of the of the, of the the Jamaican guys with the fucking funeral with that. All right, <laughs> all right. Now we have um uh Donk sitting back here at seven. Uh, he drafted Cam Akers and uh, he had gotten this pick from Cheese because I believe Cheese grabbed some bum off of him. I don't know, probably some uh, washed up running back. Um, but yeah, he grabbed Cam Akers here. That was the last really good running back to be had. Yep. Uh, we have um. At eight, we have Launchpad. Can I, can I interject for a second? 
Um, maybe a hot take. I don't know. I fucking hate Cam Akers. I want nothing to do with him anywhere. Um, let me, let me ask think, you why. What do you hate about Cam Akers? Sure. Um, I hate one. I mostly hate his situation. He's on a team that ranked 25th in run blocking last year. He's on a team that just spent, just traded up to spend all their draft capital on a running back last year, Darrell Henderson. He's on a team that whose offense was absolute garbage last year. And by the way, they also like Malcolm Brown. So like, first of all, no one likes Malcolm thing. Brown. That's not a thing. Like, I, I mean, if you want to, who, who, who do you, you don't think? So let me ask you a question. You don't think Malcolm Brown takes goal line touches this year? If he even does, who cares? Does that does that matter in Dynasty? Like this one who year, cares? like this one fucking douchebag is going to take a couple goal line touches. First of I all, mean, the bigger problem this year is that they're facing the hardest run defenses in the league. The the Rams are. I, Cam Akers will be cheaper in Dynasty a year from now than he is now. I don't think Why so. He's. I think he's going to get a, the lion's share of the touches. I think he gets 200 touches easy, and he's going to become oh, a dependable asset in fantasy. No shot. You don't think he gets 200 touches? No. All right. Do you you think Malcolm Brown and Darrell Henderson cannibalize his touches that much? Yeah, easily. All right. Uh, all right. So moving on to the next pick, um, we had uh, Launchpad, and I remember him taking forever for the forty nine minutes. You motherfucker! Took yeah, he's the only guy who took this long in the first round. Everyone else is like four minutes, fifteen minutes. James took fucking thirty five minutes. He made a monster trade. Anyway, so he picked Justin Jefferson. Good job. Whatever. He's a, yeah. I hope maybe he might be Stephon Diggs too. I don't know. Uh, now again, I like Donk's pick again. I like Jalen Rager for the Eagles. He had a high potent offense with a um, with a high caliber receiver and uh, with with high draft capital. Uh, his unfortunately his comparisons are be he's being compared to Josh Doxson a bit, which I you know for for, for Donk I hope that's not the case. But even though I mean Donk has not had good uh, success with drafting wide receivers, does anyone dislike Jalen Rager here as the third receiver picked? A uh, fourth receiver, fourth receiver picked. Uh, yeah, no, I don't like it. That's why, I, like, I was so happy. People have said it was a great move for me to get Denzel Mims where I did at 11. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. I know. People have said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear it all the time. They said that was the trade of the draft, me moving uh, <laughs> feeling. <laughs> uh, feeling really good about that. Uh, but, yeah, I thought I'm thought i I'm not crazy about Rigor. He had a bad uh, last season. His, he was really good his junior year. He, he fell his, sen- uh, his senior year substantially and there really has not been any wasn't like hurt or anything like that no but his qb play was awful that's what yeah but so is the rest of college footballs except for like three teams i would have taken Rhaegar over jefferson denzel mims killed it can you fucking tell me who baylor quarterback is like whatever bro it's not that's not an excuse in college football i mean it definitely can be (laughs) it's not though it's not really Fucking Jalen Rager, I I, th- I don't even know what college he played for because I don't really TCU. care. TCU. TCU. Okay, so TCU doesn't play. Well, what do they even play? They play in the Big East or some shit. Who the fuck knows? Right. So like they're not playing in a power conference, to my knowledge. So it's not like they're in the SEC getting played. These guys are playing against bullshit teams, and his quarterback sucks that bad. Like, come on. Like you should be wide open against these corners and these safeties. So I, I don't like the fact that he. Um, I don't like that fact with his college production. Oh shit. The Zoom meeting has ended. All right. Well, well, that's why Zoom's not the greatest. All right. So going back to um, the draft, uh, yeah, that's why I'm not big on Jalen Rager. Uh, does anyone else have anything to say about Jalen Rager? No, we can move on. All right. Fuck the Eagles. I, I liked I liked the pick though from Donk. I think that was a, uh, a good pick though. Um, where are we? Uh, this one. 
Okay, so the next pick was, again, Donk. T. Higgins. I hate this pick. I think T. Higgins would have been in the middle of the second round, which Donk had like nine more picks there. And he should have picked just any other receiver. There was Ruggs. There was uh, Mims. Who else is here? Um, I like Michael Pitton, Brendan Ayuk. Keyshawn Vaughn would have been a better pick, considering he... Uh, uh, or you could... I, I like Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, uh, you're a road, like, you're oh, a Rojo cool. truther, so yeah, have fun with that guy. Guy in the off season, the guy is gaining weight and not hanging out with Tom oh, Brady. I can't wait to grab a fourth round running back with my ninth, with my eleventh. Guy wasn't ball. in the fourth round; he was in the third round. All right, um, T. Higgins, T. Higgins, T. Higgins in the second halves, in the second half of all games of all sixteen games in the season. I don't know if there's sixteen games in the college season. Whatever, in all in the entire season. Second half, 11 targets in the entire season. Okay, so... That doesn't sound very good. Yeah. He had 38% of Clemson's receiving yards and 42% of their touchdowns in the first half of the games for the year. They were blowing teams out. They won by an average of like 39 points per game. And so they basically... 80% of his receptions, 85% of his yards, and 85% of his touchdowns were in the first half of the games. They were blowing teams out by so much that he didn't play in the second half of these games. So the guy put up 60 catches, 1,167 yards, and 13 touchdowns in basically the only the first halves of games. They won by an average of 34 points, Clemson. Great. Played on the second-best team in college football last year, connected to the best quarterback in college football pretty much, and the only thing is he's not athletic. The guy is slow, runs a 4, nine, five, four five, nine, 40. He's... His burst score blows. Uh, I mean, he didn't even uh, chest for agility, and his uh, he didn't get measured for catch radius. I don't like him physically, and he's connected to a team that just cursed with the fucking Bengals. Like I know they just drafted Joe Burrows and shit, but I'm not about T. Higgins. I the, especially even for an early breakout. There's so many receivers there still. They got John Ross, A.J. Green, and uh, Tyler Boyd, who I think is the best receiver there at this point. Um, I I don't like T. Higgins. I think I would have rather had a lot of other receivers that have a lot of better paths to scoring fantasy points than T Higgins there. Yeah. He he's um, like six, five and runs a four, seven, you know, who else run, runs a four, seven and six, five on that team. Not, oh. Not me. No, <laughs> but I, the first part. Yes. I have four, seven. Yes. Not six, five. Unfortunately. You do not run no, a four, four, seven. Four, seven. <laughs> but uh, they already have a six, five player. Wide receiver who runs a four seven. His name is Auden Tate, and you saw what that production is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be more of the same. I hate the pick too. I'm with Cats. All right, best trade up of the draft in the league of extraordinary fantasy, gentlemen. Watts traded up. What did you trade, by the way, to Cheese? Uh, Adam, oh, Thielen. Great. You traded. I think a guy who's gonna outperform Adam Thielen this year. Me too. Oh, Denzel man. Mims, I think, is the truth. He is an absolute beast, and he beasted the combine, killed it, killed it in college football. He is the, the I would say the only real option in in the Jets. Like Brashad Perryman wasn't a thing until last year. So like usually you spend five years in the NFL and you finally make it. You're not really for real. Also, um, what's the other guy? Jameson Crowder. That like stop making that guy a thing. He stinks. I love this pick, Watts. You trade up to get your boy, and Thank this you. is right where you want him. Eleventh pick. This is I think from eleven to anywhere in the middle of the second round. So it wasn't like you reached super high. I, I think it was a great pick. Do any of you two? Haters disagree. So, will either of you right now bet me a hibachi that Thielen outscores Mims this season? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You know what? You know what? 
I, I bet you that Mims outscores Thielen. Yeah, bro, watch Put it on the board. I'm, it, I'm already getting hungry. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't hate. I don't hate the pick here. I think in this range, I think it's a fine pick. Certainly, a lot of upside. Um, I hate Adam Gaze, so that's my only. That's the only thing that tempers my enthusiasm. I can't imagine he's around that much longer. They'll so. be playing down a lot, and they'll. Darnold's gonna be like, look at Bashard Perriman. He's like, okay, bum. He's gonna be like, oh shit, there's James Crowder. Bum. He's gonna be like, all right, I'm just gonna yuck it up to my boy Denzel Mims running down the sideline, and then it's gonna be a lot of fucking catches like that. I love Denzel Mims. Love him. Love him. Love him. Feinberg, hater. Do you have anything to say about Denzel Mims? Uh, the biggest thing I have uh, to object to is your hate on Jamison Crowder. But uh, <laughs> past that, um, uh, I'm a I'm a Jet sympathizer, man. I, I'm I'm hoping he does well. But I agree that I think one of the biggest uh, obstacles in his path. Wait, time uh, out. Can we just can we all just digest what you just said. You're a Jet sympathizer. Since the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, you've been downgraded from fan to sympathizer because. Now the Chiefs are clearly the better team. Clearly, they've been clearly the better team for like five years. Getting but... ousted in the first round of the playoffs doesn't make you better than the Jets. Like you just another well, the Jets. Jets have to make the playoffs in order to even be considered. They occasionally playoff. show up. All right. <laughs> they haven't made the playoffs since uh, before, Mark Sanchez was their quarterback. Before the fucking uh, before the 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 Colts uh, the, the Colts the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. The Jets made two AFC Championship games in the last like decade, and that was more than the fucking Chiefs did. The Chiefs just did that two years in a row and then just won the Super Bowl. No, I'm not so, talking about this last year, but before wait, this wait, last wait, year, the, the Chiefs we're had... Getting a, off topic. We're getting off topic. Yeah. All right. My point is, I agree with what was said before about Adam Gase. Okay. I think he's the biggest hurdle uh, for uh, Denzel to take over as the number one because Gase loves the slot receiver. And while Jameson Crowder and Gase are on the same, you know, same offense, mm-hmm. it, it's just going to be tough. I, I don't think he should be in that role. I, I mean, I think it should be Mims's uh, Mims's uh, wide receiver. No, let, let, let him earn it. Let him earn it. But I think bef- I think before it's sooner than later, like game six or seven, they're just going to be like this guy's just better than everybody else, well, and they're going to ideally. But it is it is still Adam Gase making the calls. So until that changes, that's not I, necessarily the truth. The, the guy making the calls is Sam Darnold, and he's going to be like again, like I said, yo, bro, there's that bum Brashad Perryman, dude. There's that bum James and Crowder. Let me throw it to my boy. Okay, next pick. That guy, that guy couldn't survive uh, a season without getting uh, what was it? What, he, what was? What did he get last year? Mono. Let's see if he can go a year without getting uh, COVID now. Well, I well, he's definitely. He, I would say he's the most susceptible to COVID. Look, he had mono. I said mono survivor myself. That's just no joke. I <laughs> also survived mono. It was rough. Avoiding these things. Okay, uh, last pick. Actually, the second last pick. Uh, the twelfth pick in this in the first round. Kuhn picks uh, Henry Ruggs. It was my pick. Um, I traded, I, I believe, at the time for um, Darrell Henderson. Didn't work out for me. I'd rather have Henry Ruggs. Actually, no, I'd rather have Darrell Henderson, and we'll get to that. Um, now, the next pick would be Feinberg at 13, Michael Pittman. Why are you picking Michael Pittman here over Brendan Ayuk, over LaVisca Chenault, over uh, Brian Edwards? Like, I, th- I, I just want to know what, what was your reasoning there? Opportunity. And uh, pairing him up with a uh, quarterback that utilizes his uh, frame and sort of skill set. You're pairing him up with a guy who's done and a bum. So like, I, his quarterback situation kind of sucks. It's it's Brissett and Rivers, who's like, yeah, all right, you you don't totally stink at quarterback, but like, yeah, your quarterback situation ain't great. Well, 
Yeah, I thought it was dynasty and situations change. They do, but his reasoning for picking him was that he was pairing him up with a good quarterback. Well, you asked why I picked him over Brandon Ayuk and Chenault. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just compare quarterbacks for a second. I'll take Rivers. Over and Jimmy Brandon G? Ayuk at that time wasn't even the number one receiver because, uh, what's his name, Debo was still, was still healthy. And they don't throw to the receivers very often. They throw to the tight end. And there's already a receiver on the team. The and they Colts? No, for oh, the, Niners? the Niners. The Niners. Yeah, and Jalen so, Hurd's the number one receiver on the team anyway. He's actually really good. I like J- Jalen Hurd. So, you know, I'm looking at the options that were available to me, and I thought that Pittman re- re- reminded me a lot of, uh, what's his name, Vincent Jackson. And <laughs> no. they need a big receiver on that team. T.Y. Hilton is questionable at best to play, what, like 12 games in a season? So I think he's already I, hurt. Yeah, so I I had to take a shot, and I thought between Pittman, Ayuk, and Chenault, I thought that he was the uh, most uh, well had the had the least obstacles to overcome to give me some some kind of points this year. Okay, I like the pick, I I I don't I I don't mind it. I like it actually. I, I like the pick. I just wanted to know your reasoning behind him over the uh, other grouping of receivers. And also, I'll be honest. I was talking with Kiyun. I I I was hoping that he wouldn't take rugs because I would have taken him in a second, but. Uh, yeah, I think it was the best outcome I could have asked for at that point. Okay, I'm gonna rapid fire the next the, the second round a little bit. Um, uh, yeah. the the first pick in the second round by I believe it was uh, uh Wild Dan again. He picked Brendan Ayuk. Uh, I would rather have probably had Lavisca Chenault, but um, you know, to each their own. I don't think it was a bad pick at all. Um, next pick was Donk Lavisca Chenault. I'm sorry. Next pick was um was uh Steve. Steve. And he had Keyshawn. Keyshawn. I like that pick a lot. I like Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, he got COVID. He's got well, good. Get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, next pick, Lavisha Chanel by Donk. I think that's a, a really good pick. Um, Dak, uh, Dak and Yellow. Kuhn uh, picked Zach Moss. Hate that pick. Uh, Hate does, that pick. Does anyone else uh, dislike it? Does anyone else dislike that pick? Um, I don't hate it as much as the Keyshawn Vaughn pick. Okay. Moving on, um, that's Wild Dan. He picked AJ Dillon. I really, I really dislike that pick because I think AJ Dillon's kind of like a whatever pick, and there was a lot of good players that he just didn't. He can't, he can't catch. AJ AJ Dillon does not receive the ball zero the catches in college last year. Yeah. Zero. He's, he's a runner. Um, he could have had Brian Edwards, who, who Don picked next, who I really like. I think he's a true alpha. Um, James picked. Uh, I like the AJ Dillon pick. Fuck you guys. All right, well, that's that's your opinion, man. Um, <laughs> Chase Claypool. Your opinion, man. Chase Claypool. Uh, James pick obviously because he's a stealer. He's a, he's a physical freak, but I'm not like I don't know. I'd rather have had other guys there. I'd rather have in the back part of this draft there was a bunch of decent guys. Uh, I would have rather have had Antonio Gibson. I would have rather had Anthony McFarland, and I would have rather have had um, that'd be it. That'd be it right there. Someone picked Rob Gronkowski. Oh no, that was the third round. Um, all right. Uh, where, where am I? Um, Chase Claypool, Joe Burrow by the Swagger Jackers. That is Launchpad, which I don't even know why he even bothered even picking this Garbage guy. Pick. Yeah, like yes, yes, the hedge uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, but like I would yeah, never missed a game. <laughs> again, if you're not going to pick a guy with dual threat, like there's no point to pick him in the second round. The best one was that who got picked right after him is is, is like yeah. oh yeah Watts yeah. right here another monster pick Antonio Gibson oh, don't say. Got, you don't yeah, say Watts. good job I liked him before this but now now that Geis is strangled out a bitch I love this pick 
and he's I think he's got a, a good chance to get upwards of 100 plus touches this year because that that backfield's still a mess with AP and Peyton Barber and fucking like uh, there's probably eight other guys there. Uh, what's the other guy? Bryce Love. There's a bunch of Bryce other people. Love, yeah. So, but I do like that pick because he's obviously the best guy out of all those dudes. Um, Feinberg, you. Tyler Johnson. Um, I think this is a terrible pick. I think there was everyone else. Anyone else you could have picked here would have been better than this guy. You know who Tyler Johnson is. Yeah, he's the guy that's like the fifth receiver on Tampa Bay, considering Justin Watson is the third. And More, more importantly, do you know where he played college? Scotty Miller is the fourth. The Notre Dame, I'm guessing? Notre Dame? Oh, nope. And not only is Scotty Miller the four and, and also above him, this team's going to run 12 personnel literally 99% of the time. Yeah, you're going to see they have three nice tight ends. You're going to see them on the field a lot. Um, He'll make it out of there. Tyler uh, Johnson, boo. Donk, again, with a good pick. I like Anthony McFarland. And to finish up the second round, uh, Darrington Evans by Donk. And that's just pure hate on me because you know, like, that's just my backup. That was my handcuff, dude. Fuck you. Okay. I'll be honest, I don't like either of those running back picks. I think there's 0% chance. This is before – I guess it was before Derek Henry got extended. I just think those picks are just, to me, wastes. Like, neither of those, neither of those guys are going to have a role. I, I, mean, I disagree. Anthony McFarland is the most talented back, I think, in the Pittsburgh backfield. I think – I really think that he gets a good amount of touches. And I don't think James Conner is that great, and he's the most fragile human being on earth. I think given the – 2021 running back class and the 2021 free agency running back class. If there's a new running back in Pittsburgh, it's not going to be Anthony McFarlane. Uh, maybe. Who knows? But uh, I, I like Anthony McFarlane that's a, in a late second round pick. Um, all right. So winners and losers from this draft. Who do you think at the best draft? Who do you think at the worst draft? Let's start with Feinberg. Well, I, I certainly didn't have a very productive draft. I didn't really have any. <laughs> uh, we'll just start with that. But I mean, no, if you don't, he didn't have many picks, that's not the worst draft. I'm like, who, no, who made that? I didn't have any like on paper. It definitely is. No, I mean like I I think it's tough to argue against Miller's draft just simply because he you know he hit on two and five, but um I think he hit on five. I think he hit on two for sure. I haven't hit on anything yet. Yeah, well, too. I mean nobody's hit on anything, so we're talking to potentially. So potentially, I believe Miller hit on two and five. I don't really think anybody hit on two first-round picks. And, I mean, Donk had three first-round picks. He had multiple opportunities. I'm just not really high on Higgins at all. Rager, I mean, he's in a good position, but I'm not really high on it. So, my question is, Miller, do you have any first-round picks next year besides your own? I have Herman's. Yeah, the best pick to have. <laughs> I'm on already, Jesus. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Miller winning the with Miller winning this draft. It's not easy to acknowledge. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for Donk. I liked his. I liked a lot of his picks. Watts. Oh, who? Oh. Wait, who had? I'm sorry. Uh, Feinberg and uh, and uh, Miller. Who do you think had the worst draft? Uh, I guess I have to go with the worst draft. Mm-hmm. I am. Keyshawn not- Vaughn. Steve, Steve. I, I mean, he's on my top three worst. <laughs> I'm picking whoever picked Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Steve, nice. Did Steve even have a second round pick? No. Yeah, where he drafted, he didn't have a first, and he no, drafted Vaughn. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, I think by default he kind of had the worst draft because he had no first, and I don't really think he's very highly of a second round pick. So, well, the thing I, is, he traded all the way up to that pick to get Keyshawn Vaughn. Like I, he didn't, like, he started out with nothing, and then I think he traded up to that. It wasn't that wasn't his pick. He didn't win the uh, the, the losers bracket, did he? Did 
Did he win the lose back? He might have won the lose back. I think he won the lose back actually. He did. He did because I I got his I got the one thirteen okay. from him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I'll go best Miller, worst Steve. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, uh, Miller, who was the worst? Steve, he said. Steve. Steve. All right, Watts. What about you? Okay, so yeah, number best draft number one. I had me because we just <laughs> talked about the explosivity of Mims and Gibson. I mean that is, that is just two just unbelievably dangerous human beings that once they get into that second <laughs> level, it is just scary. It's scary. So I, I give myself number one humbly. Uh, I'll accept that. Uh, two, I had Miller, Judy, and JTT. It's not. It's hard to uh, you know criticize that. Donk had some really did pretty well in, in the um, in the first round. And then um, even though I was only going to pick three, I, I gave four. Wild Dan, I liked his. He would Ceh and Ayuk um, and Dylan. I liked Dylan actually. Who was okay. worst? Worst uh, absolutely was uh, Steve, followed by Herman, who his first pick was like four oh nine, and like that's okay if your team's good. His team sucks. <laughs> His so team did make the playoffs. He finished, he finished fourth this year. Yeah, I, I still not good. And then Kiyun with uh, first two picks, Rugs and Zach Moss wasn't feeling it. Hated it. <laughs> All right, uh, I I honestly think that Donk had a great draft. Yeah, but I hate Donk's team. I think Watts had the best draft, bro. He yeah, Gibson. He picked up Mims. He did it all with. He made a lot of mistakes before, but he's totally redeemed himself. And I think he's picked two winners right there. Not. I'm not going to talk about the back half of his draft, but the front half of his drafts. Two solid picks. Cornerstones. Cornerstones. The corner of the stone is fucking Mims and Gibson. I love it, Watts. Worst Thank draft. Kuhn. <laughs> Just Kuhn. Kuhn all over the place. I don't really care for. The guys he picked, where he picked them, and the the all the goodwill, all the goodwill he made on that trade, he threw away to me, which I love. But what a bad trade! He traded uh, the right to DeAndre Swift, I believe, for uh, a 2020 late first. I imagine I'm going to be in the playoffs. Uh, a was it Devin Singletary, who he has Zach Moss. Like, what the fuck do you want to double up on that backfield? Uh, he has uh, he traded Darrell Henderson like all right, good for you and uh, what was the last part of that trade a, a two thousand like my two thousand twenty one second yeah so he threw away a, a Eckler at this point is a what top thirty dynasty player and depends what league you're in I've seen him go in the first round I have seen him go in the first round but I'm not gonna be that's like one <laughs> dumb guy but like realistically he's like a, a late second maybe a third round pick in in the like real life. And Robert Woods is like a top 50 guy. He's probably like in the 50 range. Like he's like a wide receiver too. So he traded that for a bunch of crap. So I, I just on that, he's got to be the worst. And then one last thing about League of Extraordinary Fantasy Gentlemen before we move on. There was one trade, Darius Geis for a third round pick uh, right before his ass pretty much got released. I'm Malcolm Brown. I was going to release him. And it was funny because Dan didn't even want him. And he was just, I, I put him in the trade to like mock him. I don't, I hate Malcolm Brown. I don't think he's a dick. But um, honestly, I, I know that this, as long as this guy doesn't go to jail, it's, he's cream hunt all over again. He's going to get another job somewhere else and he's going to fucking play. So if that's the case, I'll, I'll fucking take my, my end of my third round pick and I'll throw it away for Darius guys. Did any of you guys have particular feelings about that trade? Uh, not about the trade, but about the player. Uh, he's not cream hunt because he's coming off like, three blown ACLs or whatever. Like it's not like he's had this absolutely like amazing 
season and, you know, just had a run-in with the law. Like, it sounds right. like a terrible nothing. run-in with the law, and he's coming off injuries. So, not great. Nothing to, to date right. for career. I don't care. Cats, the third-round pick, who gives a shit? Like, I get the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, my personal opinion is he never plays another down in the NFL. All right. Um, so moving on to the uh, super, the OG Superflex League, the Feinberg Three Return of the Miller. First overall pick, it's your boy, it's the kid, it's Dan Watts. And what was going through your mind right here when you picked uh, Joe Burrow? Uh, what was going through my mind is that I didn't have any quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, especially in your league, it's the biggest point producing position. Mm-hmm. So I went with the safe pick. Um, you know, I know there's some criticism about him. Some fair, some not so fair. Uh, I'm, I hated on this guy at first. I'm not going to lie to you. I hated on him, but I took the time. I watched the film. And most importantly, I watch his interviews. I look at the man in his eye and I say, is this a real player? And <laughs> I, I'm a believer. Um, Actually, your comments say Tom Brady but can run. What a, what a pick. So I, I, <laughs> well, I, I didn't write that. Somebody else wrote that. That was definitely whoever wrote that. Wrote that. No, thank you. <laughs> That's why I would define him. I mean, but yeah, wow, crazy. I think, I think it's a fair point. Burroughs, one thing that gets un- overshadowed in his game is the athleticism. I know he's white, so he don't, people don't think he's athletic. He not, he can add he can add 500 rushing yards and a few touchdowns rushing a year, which in fantasy it helps it helps a lot. Remember remember early early years, Aaron Rodgers used to used to boost his numbers every year with a few hundred rushing yards and a few scores. And like, it's a big deal. So I, I like the pick wise. Thank you. I don't particularly like it. Cause I just don't value quarterbacks that much, but I, I, I don't have no problem with it. Like in, in this, in a super flex league, if you draft a quarterback, number one overall, it's not a big deal to me. Um, and he's, I think he's the best quarterback in this class. Uh, his only problem he has is that he's going to Cincinnati and they're just, they suck. So, <laughs> like they just they they have a historic sucking. Now, starting dr- draft poetry, the best draft that ever exists was Katz's draft in here, man. We had a lot of picks to work with. And the first <laughs> thing I did was trade down to Feinberg. I traded down from the, the 102 for Miles Sanders, a startup second round pick in Dynasty, and the eighth pick in the draft, so that he that Feinberg had the rights to draft to Otago Villaloa. Feinberg, what was going through your mind when you accepted that awful, awful trade for you? Well, A, that I knew I was probably paying more than I should have for the second pick, but I needed a quarterback. I actually had no starting quarterbacks on my entire squad in a super flex league. So I felt that having a potential cornerstone running back on my squad would have gone to waste as I didn't actually have a quarterback to field, let alone two. So I took the I, I, I took the deal. I, I knew I was paying more than I want than I absolutely wanted to, but And why did you accept that over the seventh and eighth pick in the draft? It was, it was you you had two firsts in the draft. Yeah, I, I had the seventh and eighth pick. So why would you rather pay Miles Sanders in this eighth pick instead of the seventh and eighth pick? And because uh, I wasn't gonna get Burrow or uh I wasn't going to get Burrow, Tua, or Herbert. You were going to get Tua because I would have traded you the second pick for the seventh and eighth pick. That's what that's what my deal was. And you were like, you, no, no. Uh, I'll, t- I'll trade you Miles Sanders in the seventh eighth pick. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing that I paid more. I wanted to have a first-round pick as well after Tua. And getting rid of both of those picks seemed uh, 
more than I was willing to pay. And I'd rather have the combination of Tua and a later round pick in that draft, not even a late round pick, a seventh pick, more than the uh, Tua and not picking again until what was it? Shit, I don't even remember when I picked again in that draft. You picked seven. The two, no, I would have gotten rid of the two one oh seven. Oh, after that, I'm not. I'll, we'll get to that, I guess. No, um, no, no. What I'm saying is that's why I wanted the seventh pick. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get rid of the seven and eight. I'd rather get rid of the court, the running back, of which, I'll be honest, I think that he has potential, but I don't think that he's Ezekiel Elliott. He's not. He's Miles Sanders, but he's right now he's <laughs> yes, valued. He is in fact, a different player. Yes, I do understand that. He's valued but, as so, a dynasty startup late mid to late second round pick which is far beyond two firsts i think well i mean that's why we made the trade there because i think we both thought that it was fair i knew i was giving up more than i probably wanted to but i knew i had to get this deal done and i didn't want to give up the two first round picks all right watson uh and and uh miller uh just bystanders what do you think about that trade for who won uh i don't care <laughs> I think you won, Cats. I, if I was, I would have rather given up the seven and the eight instead of eight and two, or just giving you Miles Sanders for two. That wasn't on the table. He might I, I also would have just done that. I asked. I he wanted know. the picks. Get the, get out the transcripts. Right. Yeah, the transcripts. I think if you were offering Miles Sanders for the second overall pick, I would have just been like, yeah, sure. Um. Okay, next pick, Cheese, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think in a Superflex League, this is a steal because you're getting, I think, a cornerstone running back for your team at third pick in the draft. Um, So good on that. Fourth pick, uh, beautiful trade by Brian. I traded Josh Allen the 11th pick for the fourth pick, which is Jonathan Taylor and... Dallas Godart, and I think I absolutely killed that trade. Guys, what do you think about that? Let's start with Miller. I think it's close. Um, I think if you need a quarterback, I'd rather have the Allen side. But he, he didn't need a quarterback. He's like nine. That's fair. Yeah. So, right. Well, he. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, from Keenan's point of view, I would probably would rather have had Taylor. He just traded CMC, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yes, that's also true. Watts. Catch another win. You know, you Thank just you, you tanked mm. this year. You got all the good draft picks. You're the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly had the best. I mean, I have you as it was, it was clearly the best draft. You had like fucking four or five first round picks. Mm-hmm. And you, you did very well. Thank you, Watts. Um, Feinberg. Well, I still would have. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that. Clyde went above Jonathan Taylor again. I do think that overall he's better. I think he's eventually going to be the clear cut without a doubt running back on that team. I still think Taylor will always be dealing with another running back. So I think it was a good pick by cheese. Okay. That's uh, the weird roundabout way of not giving me love. Um, <laughs> next well, pick. You had, you had no choice. You had no choice. You took Taylor. Obviously I Taylor- traded up for Taylor. I, I, I believed in him like that. Well, I'm I'm saying the trade itself. Who 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 you think won the trade? Allen and Goat. I'm sorry, Allen and uh, the one the one eleven or Godart and uh, Taylor. Uh, I, I speechless. I go Moving on. Godart, Godart and Taylor. Yeah, thank Let's you. Let's look quickly through these, by the way. All right. Um. I, well, I have. Where, where are we at here? 
Oh shit! All right. Um, <laughs> next pick, oh fucking James. He got his boy DeAndre Swift again. Good on James. Uh, next pick, I I hate this pick. Uh, Launchpad, Justin Herbert. I think Herbert's a fucking bust, and he picked him super high. He picked him over Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Uh, does anyone like this pick? I loved it because it allowed me to have my choice. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible pick. And then, no, no, I'm saying I'm I'm glad because I got the choice between Judy and Lamb. No, now I'm gonna hate on you, Feinberg. I'm gonna for real hate on you. I hate your pick, Jude, Jerry Judy over C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's clearly the best uh, receiver in the draft. Disagree. I disagree with you. Fucking C.D. Lamb is clearly he's he's linked to the better quarterback. He's on the better team. He's the better talent. He did better in college. Jerry, I agree with you on those first two. I disagree that he's the better talent. I he, think overall he's the better talent. I agree with you on the first two points. Yes, he's worse at the number one most important trait of a wide receiver. What? Running routes. It's the Who number one fucking most, cares. It's the number one most important trait of what you can have as a wide receiver. Whatever. You had the choice of CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, and you chose Judy, and I think you chose wrong. Um, that's it, bro. The end. And then... <laughs> Your boy, your boy, the the trick, the pick that that you that you traded to me. I take the guy you should have picked, C.D. Lamb. Just an, mwah, mwah, mwah. ten, kiss. <laughs> three kisses. That pick. Uh, <laughs> next pick, James again with a strong draft. J.K. Dobbins, and I was a little bummed out because I would rather have J.K. Dobbins, C.D. Lamb, and Jonathan Taylor rather than Cam Makers. But good on you, James. You picked J.K. Dobbins. Great pick. I pick again, Cam Makers, another mwah, beautiful corner uh, running back pick. Now another trade. I, I know you guys hate Keyshawn Vaughn, and uh, I traded Kenyon Drake and a late second for, um, I think it was a 211 for the 111, which was Keyshawn Vaughn and um, some other horse shit. Anyway, I won the trade, I think. I, I Obviously, you guys all think I lost because you guys hate Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Also, Kenyon Drake's gonna have a good year. Uh, maybe I th- I really think I like Chase Evans to be honest with you. I, I I think before the end of the season's over, I think Chase Evans just takes the job. Um, was it Steve picked at the twelve? Uh, Justin Jefferson, I like to pick. Um, free America now. That's Watts. Uh, Watts another gangbusters pick. Henry Ruggs and Joe Burrows. I like it. Watts rebuilding that squad from the ground up. No, I traded I traded that pick. I traded that Ruggs pick. I hate what you did there. <laughs> No, that's that's I don't, that's. I don't even know what that came from. I don't even know what the trade was. I don't remember. No, you're right. That's um, you won. Do you won the the the, the, the consolidated bracket? No, I came in second. That, I think. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Have... No, this is the consolidated bracket. This is a you trade the next pick. You traded Jalen Rager for whatever the fuck. Um, was it Launchpad won the consolidated bracket? and He picked Henry. Right. You traded the cheese pick. Cheese pick Jalen Rager, and I don't know what you traded for cheese. I have no, I have no, I have no recollection. All right, so it's, it is what it is. It's probably a good trade for me. That's all I know. I know it was definitely a good trade for you. Um, <laughs> next, next pick was uh, King of the Nook. That's Kuhn uh, pick Michael Pittman, and then another just a monster trade at the at the two oh three. I traded up for um, uh, Michael. I overpaid a little bit. Michael Gallup and Justin's second round pick. I traded up to draft Denzel Mims, who's going to be the best. So I, I think I won that trade. Guys, what was a great you... pick there. I mean, that's a great value. Excellent. Um, going down, uh, Silky Johnson, Wild Dan picked uh, T. Higgins. Um, uh, what's the next guy? King of the Nook. King of the Nook is uh, Kuhn. He picked Lewis yeah. Uh Launchpad picked Zach Moss. Hate that. 
Um, Feinberg, you picked Brendan Ayuk. I like that. And then you also doubled down on Antonio Gibson. So you had two good picks in that second round. I really I like that. Does anyone have any uh, uh, hate on that? No, I had Feinberg as the second best draft. Nice. That's a smart decision mm-hmm. there. I, I have to concur with that. <laughs> and now another two amazing picks in the second round. I picked Jalen Hurts, who's going to play some quarterback for the Eagles. And then I picked, I doubled down on Brian Edwards. Another amazing pick. Uh, A.J. Dillon by Wild Dan. Hate it. Justin picked Devin Duvernay, who, like, I, I have never seen him go in the second round. This was a terrible pick by him. And that was the end of the second round. Watts, by the way, I do like your pick in the, the 301, uh, Joshua Kelly. I like that pick a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so guys, winners and losers from this draft. Who do you think had the best draft? Who do you think had the worst draft? Let's start with Miller because you've been quiet. Um, best draft, I'm going to go with James. Hater. Cats, uh, you had 1,700 picks. I can't give the best draft to somebody who drafted Keyshawn Vaughn and Cam Akers. <laughs> um, the rest, your other 14 picks were good. Okay. Uh, who, had, uh, who had the worst draft? I mean, was it me? I didn't. I actually had the best draft, but I didn't have a pick in the first three rounds. Um, I'm not talking about like the, your your sleeper picks in the. I'm talking about like the first two rounds, guys. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I get who's free America now. Launchpad. That's yeah. Launchpad. I, I have him as my board. The worst. Yeah, that's why I have two. Uh, Feinberg. Uh, I'm gonna throw myself out there as the uh, best. Uh, best pick, uh, best draft. In humbly, the humbly, 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 humbly. It, 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 it's rough. It's rough. But <laughs> I'm more worried about cats being able to get out of his podcast room if his head gets any bigger. <laughs> so, so I'm just, I, I'll, I'm going to go with cats as number two for the sake of his own safety. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, um, we're the worst. I'm missing a name here. Did Donk have a pick in the first two rounds? No, he didn't have a pick till round four. Yeah, he I'm traded me. He, he traded me his first and his second, uh, and Daniel Jones for Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I know it does. I know it's a cop out to pick the worst draft as somebody who didn't actually participate in the draft until the fourth round or something like that. But uh, yeah, uh, trades were bad to lead to that position. Yeah, but but if I had to pick an actual participant in the first four rounds, I'd probably go with uh, uh, Launchpad as well. Not 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 a fan. Watts, who who you have? Who had the best? Who had the worst? I know you said Launchpad the worst, right? Launchpad the worst with Donk second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top three drafts: uh, Earthquake. You that's you cats. But take some take some air out of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, that balloon head of yours. It's a safety uh, issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> second Feinberg and uh, three James. Excellent. Okay, so my worst, my best draft was me clearly, and there wasn't even a close second, so I won't even mention the guy. <laughs> worst draft was Feinberg. He traded Miles Sanders for Tua Tagovailoa. And Cam Makers. He traded Miles Sanders and Cam Makers for Tua Tagovailoa. Awful trade. Um, I'm sorry. He traded fucking CD Lamb and, Tua, and and Miles Sanders for Tua Tagovailoa. Terrible trade. Uh, so that based on that, worst draft. Um, okay, moving on. Wild takes the thing that everyone has been uh, waiting. Uh, before we move on, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my own draft. <laughs> Despite not having a pick in the first two rounds. I walked away with Jordan Love, Chase Claypool, Quintus Cephas, and Taysom next Lamar Jackson Hill. No big deal. Your draft, you. your draft sucked, bro. <laughs> Fucking, you got, you definitely got a starting quarterback eventually in Jordan Love, and that's basically what you got. Oh, it's a super flex league. Do those guys have any value? No, I, who cares? I think you know. I think that was the best value you had. That's why I mentioned him. I think that was your best draft pick. But the rest of those guys are fucking guys you'll never start. Mapletron. 
Mapletron? Was he Canadian Megatron? Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Oh, what is the who the hell is this? Claypool? Yeah. That guy is is tethered to a team that's never going to be good at throwing the ball ever again. Brent Wathersberger is now thin with a busted up elbow. Like that's no that's no good. And you know what the other two guys are bringing. One guy got hit in the head with the helmet, and the other guy can't throw up a shit. Um, all right, so now to the, for the hot takes for the uh... – Cats, before we start the hot takes, we have three minutes left. You want to just log off and just log back on so we're not cut off? Okay. Um, Makes sense? One sec, yeah. All right. All right, so we're back. We're going to do the hot takes. Let's start off with um, with Miller, and we'll do one hot take each, and we'll, we'll go back and forth. All right, so Miller, start it. My first one is that DeAndre Hopkins will not finish as a top 12 wide receiver. Oof. I I 100% agree with you with that. Changing teams, high volume offense with like a lot of other receivers. I agree. All right, so Watts. Are we doing a hot take or are we commenting on Miller's? I I have to commentate cuz I'm, you know, I'm okay. just hosting the show, but like You're a hot take? Hot take, yeah. Okay. Um Aaron Rodgers is out. He's not going to finish the season. Jordan Love will be the quarterback um, finishing the season, and I think they're going to go to a very uh, read option uh, run offense. So basically, uh, you're trying uh, to say uh, we're going to do the copycat league, and they're trying to be Baltimore Ravens. That's my hot you take. Think Rodgers gets benched? Oh, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be a benching or an injury. He's going to be out. They're going to figure a way to phase him out. I love that hot take, but the, the I, there's I just they're going to go to some wild offense with a guy who's not ill prepared for that. Like Jordan loves not like fucking Lamar Jackson, bro. They're not going to go to some option reach. Have you watched the film? <laughs> what? Have you watched the film? It sounds like you haven't watched the film. I, Jordan. I, I know about Jordan love and he's not. Like you haven't watched the film cast. Yeah. Uh, uh, I need to Jalen hurts, bro. That's the guy. If you wanted to do one of those, that's the guy you should have drafted. Yeah, yeah. Put the number one receiver on San Francisco, put him under center. Hurts hurts. Not heard. Not Jalen Hurts. Hurts. No, I said Hurts. <laughs> All right, Feinberg. Uh, it's actually a two-part hot take. It's going to be that Will Fuller plays 14 games at least and finishes as a top-10 receiver in the That's NFL this wild. year. wild. You wanted some hot takes? I came I mean, in hot. You could have just said the second part because for him to finish as a top-10, he obviously – uh, we're, we're recording again. Okay. Uh, yes. So, first part that Will Fuller plays at least 14 games. Second part is that he will finish as a top 10 receiver in the NFL this year. Okay. Uh, now to me, Denzel Mims will be the highest scoring wide receiver in this rookie class. And this is a stacked rookie class. Anyone have any objections to this? No, but you did take away half of my third hot take. Okay, you just wait. He's saying in the league, he's number one in the league. No, okay. no, I, I, he's going to be the AFC rookie MVP with Antonio Gibson being the NFC. Well, you should have you should have sat on that. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go again, <laughs> and um, uh, we're gonna, we'll pretend like we forgot about that. Uh, I, my my second hot take is Marlon Mack gets traded before the trade deadline, and and Jonathan Taylor is just the guy there. Um, let's go to Watts with his take that he may or may not have said already. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Denzel Mims, AFC rookie MVP, Antonio Gibson, 
NFC rookie MVP. I drafted both those guys in the LXFG, and that's just going to propel me to the playoffs this year and to just great things for the years to come. As Kat said, cornerstones, bedrock players. When you say playoffs, you mean consolidary playoffs, yes? What? I don't think consolidary is a word. Cons- <laughs> cons- cons- consolation playoffs. Consolation. <laughs> no, I mean playoffs, playoffs. Oh, oh, playoffs? You Talk about playoffs? All the teams left. Consolidate all the teams that have gone out, and you just <laughs> well. I actually there was like ever, that idea. Maybe we should. Maybe we should institute that. Actually, every uh, well, this is the year to do it with COVID. Uh, all right, uh, Feinberg. Well, what's your next hot take? Uh, it was kind of actually talked about very, uh, very recently in this podcast. But uh, Chase Claypool is going to be this year's uh, DK Metcalf. DK. Yep. All right. All right. I respect it, Miller. That's hot. I like it. Um, uh, you can debate the uh, temperature of this one, but if you pay any attention to Twitter, I think it's very warm. Uh, I think James Washington outscores Deontay Johnson. I know Deontay Johnson is the darling of Twitter oh. these days. He's so good. He's amazing. Fucking suck my dick. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Oh I feel God. like that's in direct opposition to what I just said as my hot take. Miller too. just hates being wrong on James Washington. I, I don't have because any hot with, take on either of those. I think Claypool's no, numbers are going to come from Washington. I just think that D, uh, that D. You think Chase Claypool is the number two receiver there? No, number three actually. I mean, I think he's number two right now. Yeah. Uh, James Washington is not like James Washington. Do you think Johnson in one year has done more than James Washington too? So James like, Washington had a better season than him last year. He did not. When they were both. Play, he did have a better season than him. Look at the stats, and they both played in the same shitty offense with the same shitty quarterbacks. Okay, so what are the stats? You tell me. Look at him. I mean, yeah, I told you to look at him. I've looked. Nah, at bitch, him. I'm challenging you. I'm saying that didn't happen. I'm saying that... Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you it did. Look at it, Cats. Guy's been around for two years, hasn't done dick. Anyway. Except for last year when he was better than Deontay Johnson, but who cares? All right, your last hot take, Miller. Um, Fantasy-wise, Joe Burrows outscores Aaron Rodgers this year. Woo. Aaron Rodgers? I like it. Damn. All that right, is. Feinberg, your last hot take. Well, believe it or not, it's going to be about the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill scores 20 touchdowns this year. Put in the books. No chance that happens, bro. Yeah, Twenty touchdowns. Oh, oh, you want to bet money on that? No, I'm good with a hot take. Oh, it's a hot take. I'm sorry, it's a hot take. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have called you on that. Hot take. All right, Watts, your your final hot take. Okay. Tom Brady at 43 years old wins the MVP award, and it's going to be his last season. Okay. All right. I I respect that. Let my last hot take. There's a pretty good chance that's going to happen. Like. It's not super hot. It's it's like it's mild. The guy's the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's got like six MVPs. Went to a team that's way better than the fucking Pats. This will be his fourth. Okay, my last hot take: Jalen Hurt is the starting QB at the end of the season for the Eagles. You think the Niners are going to trade him to the Eagles and he's going to play quarterback? <laughs> Hurt. Jaylen We're not really Hurt. sure who is who at this point. Miller has muddy. The <laughs> Eagles quarterback they drafted in the, the second round. So will be the guy starting at the end of the season for the Eagles. All right, boys. It was great getting back together with you. Good show. We will get back together, for, I guess, right before the first season, for our first week of the season, if we have a season, hopefully. And we will uh, we'll, we'll do the whole, like, um, betting against the spread and all that stuff, all that good shit, and all the analysis that the rest of these uh, guys from the league love. All right, man. So everybody, uh, much love I from. I have a confession. I have a confession before we sign off. Oh. Um, I did not, in fact, watch the Jordan Love tape. 
Um, of course you didn't because the guy doesn't I, I, run the I, football. I just looked at his stats um, at Utah State running because I, I saw his 40 time. I saw him run so selected highlights. Um, he's not a very good runner. No. So I don't think that whole offense no. is going to happen. But I do think, as Miller said, I think we were in agreement that the sun is setting on uh, Aaron Rodgers' career. And uh, Jordan Love is going to have the first opportunity to take it. So only because much, him and the coach hate each other. That's basic. as much fun as I had busting cats' balls without telling them to watch the film. I have actually watched the film a little bit because I drafted this guy in the Superflex League. And yeah, he has no running ability at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> really, like, really? a better running quarterback than him. I yeah. know that that's the case. That guy was that wasn't his deal. He was a very accurate thrower, and then his senior like year, Marcus he, Mariota. You you think he should be able to run, but he can't. He was, very, he was very good in his junior year, and he had an awful senior year, and he still got drafted in the first round because the Packers coach hates Aaron Rodgers. So that's... <laughs> to be fair, Aaron Rodgers' own family hates him, so... Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriends hate him, too. Uh, yeah, supposedly Olivia Munn was just trashing him, even though... He's fucking bad. Yeah. First of all, you're Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, how are you not pulling in better tail than Danica Patrick? Or Danica Dude, Patrick. Olivia Munn's pretty fucking hot. I said, yeah, she Dan- is. I said Danica Patrick, boys. That was the girl. He's Patrick's not bad. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Yeah, too. and you're and you're and you're fucking Super Bowl fucking quarterback winning league MVP Aaron Rodgers. You should be like, bro. What's it, Giselle Bunchen, like Victoria's Secret model. Like he should be date. That's 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 the girls he should be messing with. Justin Verlander, bro. What's that girl, big titty bitch? He's not as handsome as Tom Brady. I Tom mean, Brady needs to be he needs to be Tom Brady level handsome and be a Super Bowl winning. MVP quarterback. He is. He's won a Super I think he was the MVP of that game, too. He's not Tom Brady handsome, though. He only has half the equation. He's not ugly. He's a good-looking guy. Tom, Tom, Brady, Brady Tom Brady's apparently a real competitor, but I think off the field he's a decent human being. I think Aaron Rodgers is just a You think that's why Giselle Bunchen messes with that guy? The guy's clearly a winner. Being a decent human being might help, you know? He probably She probably served in papers the two times he lost to Eli Manning. And like, he's like, no, baby, I promise you, this is this is there's a repeat there. Come on, Tom Brady, second most handsome quarterback in the NFL. Who's the first? Jimmy G. Obviously, Jimmy G. That guy just jays dirty old porn stars. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but wait till he becomes Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback, then he could get a Giselle type because he'll have the whole equation. He's like, yo, he, everyone shows up, man. You got you dating that supermodel, that Instagram model? It's like, nah, I'm just I'm dating this girl. You saw her fucking face no, get busted on. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just straight banging porn stars. <laughs> yeah, bro, dude, I'm banging thoroughbred porn stars, five star yeah, porn. Like C list, like fucking gangbang, bukkake. Not even like high end ones, you know. Like this woman, Caramia, Ciara Mia, whatever the fucking name is. Like she is so like plastic and just painfully. Out. Who are you to hate on his type of woman? He likes a big fake ass titties and, and booty. That's what he yeah. likes. Hey, teach their own, I suppose. Teach their own, but all I'm trying to say, at least Jimmy G's living his life. Like Danica Patrick, it's like you're kind of a shitty driver, and you're like, eh. Like realistically, in the whole in the whole scope of things, like he keeps like just a just a way better. Olivia Munn. I mean, come on, you go from Olivia Munn to Danica Patrick. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Come on, I feel like they kind of look similar. They're like the similar kind of person. You have drunk goggles on. No way. That's dude. They're on different. They're different sports. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.